Okay, welcome to Blackhawk Church. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors on the teaching team here at Blackhawk Church. Welcome to those of you who are in this room with me at our Brader uh, Way site. Those of you who are watching me on a screen and the downtown site, the Upper House, welcome to you. Those of you who are watching me on a screen at our new facility uh, in Fitchburg, uh, welcome uh, to you. And those of you who are watching me on a screen because you're in Phoenix, Arizona, or someplace in Florida, and it's warm there, we don't like you. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because I think it's about the coldest day of the year so far, right? The wind chill was minus 19 when I walked in the building a few hours ago. So if you are part of our Blackhawk Chinese uh, ministry, good to have you with us uh, also. Well, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I launched a series called It's Complicated, and It's Complicated is all about healthy relationships in a hurting uh, world, and uh, this is the calendar for uh, that series. Uh, I started by talking about how the fact that we're designed to connect, and then last week, uh, for the first time here at Blackhawk, we had uh, one of our pastors who did his first talk from this platform, his name Michael Napstad, talked on loneliness. Did Michael do a good job or not? Yeah. Absolutely. And then today's called Vision Sunday, and next week Matt Metzger talk about authenticity, and then the following week, then Charles will talk about forgiveness that will be better than the Super Bowl, and then uh, Good Conflict uh, will finish out the series. So as you can see by that calendar, today we're calling uh, Vision Sunday, and I'm not just one of the teaching pastors here at Blackhawk Church, I'm actually the senior pastor at Blackhawk Church. And so from time to time, I uh, cast vision about what I think is going to be happening here uh, at our uh, church. So today, that's what I want to do. If you're a first-time visitor to Blackhawk or you're fairly new, uh, this is a great Sunday uh, to come to Blackhawk Church. I'm super excited about the direction I feel like our church is heading in. So before I start talking about the future, though, I wanted to talk about the past. And I, I thought that I would just tell some stories about the past. And, you know, my wife helps me with all the talks. And she said, you know, I think it'd be better if you showed the video from the 50th anniversary celebration. And I said, well, that was five years ago. That's old. I don't want to show that video. She said, you should just watch the video. So I watched the video. And when I was finished watching the video, I thought to myself, I hate it when she's right. <laughs> just hate that. I think the video does a better job of talking about the past than me just telling some stories. It's fairly long. We created it five years ago. Watch this. On a Wednesday evening in the fall of 1963, a small group of families from Bethany Evangelical Free Church began meeting in their homes for dinner, Bible study, and prayer. Well, that's, that's the way it started. We felt that rather than going to the east side for, to, for Bible study and prayer, we would meet in homes on the west side. They met every Wednesday evening for over a year and a half. 
Little did they know that God was at work behind the scenes. During this time, the leaders at Bethany, an east side church, started to wonder if the west side families might be a church in the making. When a church property on North Blackhawk Avenue came on the market in 1964, the leaders at Bethany started to connect the dots. God started opening doors and helping people to see the potential of a church located closer to the UW campus. We had no idea what we were getting into. We were busy with our jobs and our families and life in general. We had no aspirations of buying property or becoming a West Side church. But God clearly had other plans. Indeed, God had other plans. The first service of what was then called Blackhawk Avenue Evangelical Free Church was held on May 2nd, 1965. A visiting professor from Canada volunteered to teach a group of college students and Blackhawk's college ministry was born. The young church embraced its college students and fed them well, a tradition that continues to this day. When I first came to Blackhawk uh, from England, not knowing anybody, I was really pleasantly surprised at how welcoming people were. When Blackhawk celebrated its fifth anniversary in 1970, it had grown to about 90 regular attenders, many of whom were graduate students from UW living in nearby Eagle Heights. Blackhawk reached its 10th anniversary in 1975. During this period, the church initiated home Bible studies and was becoming more active in local and global missions. Even as a small church, Blackhawk was committed to supporting full-time missionaries overseas and becoming involved locally. Shortly after the church celebrated its 15th anniversary in the spring of 1980, it hired Don Van as its fourth pastor. Don emphasized strong lay leadership, outreach, home Bible studies, and hospitality. I think that was when we were in the old Blackhawk Avenue building. Oh, yeah, it was just a little kitchen there. And we, once a month, we had a soup and sandwich lunch for anybody. Um, right after the service, so everybody kind of socialized after the service. And newcomers were welcomed in that way. It was during the early 80s that the church began to outgrow its Blackhawk Avenue location, especially in the nursery. Eventually, God opened a door for Blackhawk to relocate to a larger piece of land. The church celebrated its 20th anniversary on May 5th, 1985, with a picnic on the vacant lot at 110 North Whitney Way. Blackhawk hired its fifth pastor, Chris Dolson, in 1994. The following year, Blackhawk celebrated its 30th anniversary and adopted its vision statement of building a community to reach a community. Pastor Chris's teaching proved to be a good fit for Madison's academic community. God began working through Blackhawk in ways no one saw coming. Attendance increased by between 25 and 50% a year. Outreach continued to be a major focal point for the church. In addition to sending out short-term missions teams, the church continued a practice of giving one Sunday's offering to the work of its local and global partners. This practice evolved into today's Advent Conspiracy and Love Madison events. In the late 90s, it became clear that Blackhawk would soon outgrow its Whitney Way location. 
In May of 2000, the entire church gathered at Monona Terrace for a Vision Sunday. Everyone agreed to pray for 40 days, seeking wisdom for its next chapter. As the year 2000 drew to a close, it was becoming clear that God was preparing the church for another move, but that move would be many years away. In the meantime, the church was making full use of its Whitney Way location by holding eight Sunday worship services, running shuttle buses to campus and nearby parking lots to alleviate the parking problems, and even holding two additional services in the old Hildale movie theater. We first started thinking about multi-sites in around 2002, and we were just jammed with people at the Whitney Way uh, site. We were running about 2,000, 2,500 people on 1.9 acres. We had parking for about like 80 cars. We were just jammed. I mean, we were, the neighbors didn't like us. I mean, we were just, that neighborhood wasn't built for a large church to be in the middle of it. In 2003, Blackhawk began searching for a location that could accommodate its growing population. Blackhawk moved into its current Brader Way facility in November of 2007. This would prove a perfect home base for launching new sites around Dane County. And so we relocated here in 2007. In 2010, it was obvious that we wanted to go back downtown. We want to maintain that community with the university. And so that was our first site. Fitchburg was our second site. And this is kind of the main base. We launched sites from here. As we look back over 50 years of ministry, it's clear that God has blessed Blackhawk beyond measure. We just have God to thank for the way people were interested and were uh, growing together and studying the Word and, and uh, worshiping uh, as a small group. And uh, we were really, truly blessed. The path to the future has rarely been clear, but it is clear that God has been gracious to this community of Christ followers. It's in humility we ask God to lead us into a future that glorifies Him. Not to us, but to God be the glory. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, amen. Praise God. My wife had a good idea there, don't you think? That was good. So it's five years old, uh, so that was made, uh, you know, five years ago for our 50th anniversary. We're about ready to celebrate 55 years. Things have uh, changed. Some uh, new things have taken place. One of the things that's happened is we've welcomed our friends from Zion City Church into our church. My friend Collier McNair is now uh, a pastor on our staff. And uh, in fact, we're going to launch a gospel fusion venue here on March 1st. It'll be a weekly venue that will take place. And uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can learn more about it on the website. So that's going to happen on March 1st. And then we purchased land, and then we built our new uh, facility for our Fitchburg uh, church. Uh, we launched that church in 2013. We've been meeting Savannah Oaks Middle School, but we just finished uh, building that building. And because of your generosity, uh, we have not added one penny to our debt. That building, $11, $12 million building is paid for because of what you guys have done. So praise God uh, for that. Yeah, amen. <laughs> 
So all kinds of great things. Last year's um, Christmas attendance at Blackhawk Fitchburg in 2018 was 700. This past Christmas, it was 1,700. Uh, so there you go. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And then uh, this last week, uh, the mayor of uh, Fitchburg, Aaron Richardson, and the Common Council came and had a ribbon-cutting ceremony. You see Pastor Daniel Owen there with his wife, Michelle, and their children and his staff behind him. So that was great. Great to welcome all of the people in the Fitchburg community. It was an open house, and it was a fantastic thing. But more things have changed than uh, just that. Uh, many of you have started to come to Blackhawk Church. Well, that's my theory. So uh, let me test that theory with a survey right now. So in order to participate in this survey, at all sites and all venues, including this one, I'd like everyone to stand right now. Everybody stand. It's time to wake up. <laughs> I just saw somebody go, what, what, what's, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Wake up, wake up. All right, here we go. Everybody's standing. So I'm going to have you sit down at certain times based upon when you started to attend Blackhawk Church. So you got that? That's what we're doing right now. So if you started to attend Blackhawk Church, all sites and venues, in the last five years, from 2015 till now, then go ahead and have a seat right now. All sites and venues. If you started to attend the last five years. So a lot of people in this room and maybe other sites and venues. All right, here's the next group. If you started to attend Blackhawk from uh, 2008 to 2015, that is after we built the Brader Way facility, 2008 to 2015, go ahead and sit down right now. There you go. So the people that are standing right now are the people who were at Blackhawk Church at Whitney Way, right? You guys are the Whitney Way people, all sites and venues. Hey, everybody. This is why we built this facility, okay? You just saw all those people sit down. So if you were a part and you started to attend Blackhawk Church after they hired me in 1994, from 1994 to 2008, you can go ahead and have a seat right now. This is when I would, this is when I would sit down. So that pretty much, there's only a few people in this room. And in some of your venues, uh, maybe no one uh, is standing. The people that are standing are the people that hired me, okay? So you can blame those people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead and have a seat uh, right now. So all kinds of changes have taken place. It would be tempting for us to watch that video and to think about the thousands of people the Black Hawk Church has reached and the money that we have raised, and say, aren't we a great church? Wow, we're a really cool church. That would be the kiss of death. Listen, you guys. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I'm always saying that to you guys and to myself. God opposes the proud. So if we're proud, look at, look at us, look at us. We're such a great church. <laughs> okay, okay. We don't want God against us now, do we? God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. What has happened in the past at Black Hawk Church is because not we deserve it, not because we're smart people, not because we're really great people, look at us. It's because of God's grace. That's why these things have happened. Christ is always the center and as long as we stay humble 
and Christ stays in the center and the gospel is the message that we proclaim, then God, according to his grace, may or may not bless us, but it's always by his good pleasure and it's according to his grace, not because we deserve it. Someone please say amen. Amen. All right, let me shift now to the future. I have been a senior pastor for over 35 years, 10 years in Shreveport, Louisiana, and over 25 years here at Blackhawk Church. After much prayer and lots of contemplation, my wife and I believe that it's time for me to begin a process of transition where I would step aside from this role as the senior pastor and make room for a new senior pastor at Blackhawk Church. This is the result of much prayer and contemplation on the part of my wife and I, and it's a season of transition that we believe we should begin. So as to not keep you in suspense, uh, I presented and together uh, with myself, all of the elders unanimously recommend to the congregation that the next senior pastor at Blackhawk Church would be Matt Metzger. And the lead, yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's good. And that the lead teaching plaster at Blackhawk Church would be Dr. Charles Hugh. Yeah, hear that, yeah. So let me pause for just a second and talk to the people who are at the upper house uh, downtown, if they can hear me. I'm not sure if they're applauding or not. So listen, Matt is in their room right now, and Matt would love to talk to you guys right now, but uh, he'll talk to you later. He's not the senior pastor yet. So he'll talk to you guys uh, later about how this transition will definitely affect you. So let me lay out, this has been a process, you guys, and I want you to hear that it's a very intentional process. So first of all, let me talk about me. I'm 63 years old. I know I look like I'm 33 years old, (laughs) but I'm actually 63 uh, years old. And a funny thing happens. Uh, Every year, the number at the top of the calendar changes. And when it changes, my age changes. And a funny thing happens is that it changes for you too. And it changes for both Matt and Charles also. This transition, you guys, is a part of many meetings and many prayers that our elder board has had over a long period of time. In leadership circles, boards refer to this as the elephant in the boardroom. That is, if our organization has done really well under a certain person, what's going to happen when that person goes? I have five items in my job description. One of them is a successful transition for this job, something that would be good for me for the new senior pastor and his family, and something that would be good for this church. And so we have been thinking and praying about a a good transition for a long period of time. So you need to hear me say that. Now, some of you are suspicious, and you're thinking, what's really going on there? (laughs) Let me tell you guys what's really going on behind the scenes. Nothing is going on behind the scenes. I'm being totally honest with you and as transparent as possible. I have great trust in the board of elders. No one is forcing us out. 
This decision is 100% my wife and I's decision. And we have worked with the board uh, on this. So I trust the board and the board trusts me. You guys, everything is okay. It's very good. My health is okay as long as I don't fall off my bicycle. It's good. <laughs> Our marriage is healthy. The church is healthy, you guys. And it could be argued that the church has never been as healthy as it is right now. We just paid for a brand new facility, you guys, in Fitchburg. Over 10,000 people came to our Christmas services, all those services that we had. People are coming to faith in Christ here at Blackhawk Church. At the Christmas services, about nine people in the Blackhawk Chinese venue came to faith in Jesus Christ. You guys, it's very healthy. Things are good right now. Somebody say amen. amen. I said a minute ago that my wife and I believe that we should begin a process of transition. So let me talk a little bit about that. What we envisioned, together with the Board of Elders, that there would be a 15-month mentoring process, that I would actually mentor Matt in many of the things that I do as a senior pastor, that you know he's not really that aware of. I have connections and relationships with the denomination he's not aware of. There's many things I do as kind of the head manager of the church that he's not so I'd like to bring him inside. It's kind of like the metaphor of a co-pilot. So if you fly in commercial airlines, the person who sits in the left seat is the pilot, and the person who sits in the right seat is the co-pilot. You know, he or she. And so I would like to invite Matt into the co-pilot chair. And then I would mentor him for a period of about 15 uh, months. So think in terms of a process. He's not all of a sudden going to leave the downtown site and leave those people without a lead pastor. That's not going to take place. We're going to do this in a process. You guys get that? All right, let's talk about Matt. Why Matt? Here's a picture of Matt and his wife and two uh, daughters. That is his wife, Rachel, and then uh, next to her is his daughter, Leah, who's a senior at high school at Memorial High School. And then his daughter, Hannah, who's a sophomore at the University of Georgia. And then that's Matt. He acts like he's 33, but he's really 49 uh, years old. <laughs> Matt's been on our staff for uh, 20 years. And I've seen Matt go through all kinds of different situations. Matt is a person of great character and great strength. What Matt has in terms of integrity, you can't teach. He's a straight arrow, you guys. He's solid. I've seen Matt in all kinds of different difficult situations, and he is a straight arrow. He's married to a woman, Rachel, who's a person of deep, great character. She loves the Lord. The reason I'm mentioning Rachel is because in this kind of job, as at many senior executive level jobs, it can be very difficult on a marriage. I would not have been able to make it through 25 years or 35 years as a senior pastor without my wife. That's absolutely for sure. She's a person of great character. Rachel is also a person of great character and integrity. And it just so happens that Rachel has been a part of Blackhawk Church since she was like six weeks old. 
So she was born in England, and her uh, parents moved to UW. Her parents were actually in uh, that video, and her father's a research scientist, was a research scientist, UW. Her mother was my first assistant when I came uh, to Black Hawk Church. So this has been her church like her entire life. Not many people can say that they were a part of Black Hawk when it was on Black Hawk Avenue, and Rachel can definitely uh, say that. Matt is a great pastor. He oozes, I care for you, just oozes out of him. Matt has walked with people through all kinds of different situations of death and divorce and disharmony. Trust me, if your life is falling apart, you want someone like Matt Metzger next to you. Matt Metzger is a great servant leader. He's built things, you guys. It's not in theory. The very first video venue we had in November 2001, I asked Matt to lead that. that was, no one had heard of video venues in 2001, and Matt uh, led that. The first site that we had off our Whitney Way campus at Hilldale Theater, Matt uh, led that. Those are all pioneering kind of things that Matt has Matt led our college age ministry for many years. Have you ever heard of study day? Matt began study day. When he came to me with that idea, I thought, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> Who's going to want to leave UW campus and come to a church during finals week? Well, it turns out about 1,500 kids want to do that. So that was his idea. Matt was our a site pastor downtown when we launched our first site uh, at the Majestic Theater in 2010, and now we are at the Upper House in uh, 2015, we moved to the upper house. So Matt is a great servant leader. He's a proven leader who can build things. Matt's also a great teacher. And I don't need to talk about that because he's on the platform on a regular basis here at Blackhawk. So you guys uh, see him. Many of you prefer Matt over Charles and me, and we're fine with that. So that's cool. He'll be teaching uh, next week. Matt is a, a person who loves this city. When the elder board first sat down with Matt and Rachel, this was last summer, you guys, and our elder board chair, John Smalley, who happens to be the editor of the Wisconsin State Journal, when he said to Matt, what excites you most about this opportunity? Before the word opportunity was out of John's mouth, Matt said, I love this city. It's awesome, you guys. Praise God. All the elders went like, awesome. Listen, you guys. There are many evangelicals who are great leaders and great teachers that we could bring in from the outside. But would they love this city? That's a different issue. As a rule of thumb, if the leadership of an organization agrees with its direction, as a rule of thumb, you choose an internal candidate over an external candidate. If you don't like the direction of your, of your organization, then you go outside to bring someone in to make changes. The board and the senior leaders here like the direction of Blackhawk Church. It makes sense to go internal. Matt also is a relational giant. When Matt does things, he thinks immediately about how will it affect 
other people. I'm not like that at all. I don't really care, usually. <laughs> Matt cares, you guys. He, somebody said amen when I said that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's the truth, you guys. I'm a completely different. Matt cares. When my wife and I had he and Rachel over to our house to present this idea to them, that was May 17th of last year, you guys. That's how long this has been in the process. Matt was overwhelmed, and he was like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, and he had some idea, but I mean, he was really overwhelmed. One of the things that he said 15 minutes after he'd heard the idea, 15 minutes after, was, I don't want to do that job without Charles Yu. Somebody say amen. amen. Yes, absolutely. Now, let's talk about Dr. Charles Yu. Here's his picture. Charles is standing next to his wife, Serena, and then next to her is their daughter, Kirsten. She's a sophomore at the University of Chicago, and then on the end is Nikki, and she's a junior at Middleton uh, High School. Charles is 51 uh, years old. He is a gift to us, you guys. He's a gift. What we're proposing is that Charles would be the lead teaching pastor. So this is something the congregation does not have to vote on. He, like everyone else on the staff, would in one way or another report to Matt. Matt is the person the congregation has a vote on, not Charles. The lead teaching pastor, the idea behind that, a lot of large churches do this kind of thing where one person can't be both the lead pastor and the lead teaching pastor. Some, some churches are doing this kind of thing. That doesn't mean that other people won't be on the teaching team. He'll just simply lead the teaching discussion off the platform and he'll be one of the teachers. He's basically doing that right now. Have you guys ever heard of Love This Book? That was Charles. He was the architect of that series. Do you like the series that we're doing through the book of Mark? That's Charles. He's leading. He's the architect of uh, that series. Charles has a Bachelor of Science degree in Electrical Engineering from the University of California at Berkeley. He's a Master's of Divinity from Regent College in Vancouver, British Columbia. He's a PhD in, in, from UW-Madison in Hebrew and Semitic studies. He's co-authored uh, this book, Old Testament Theology, with his mentor, Bruce uh, Waldke. He basically took Waldke's uh, notes from Regent College and turned them into a book. Look at that little yellow circle, Christian Book of the Year. It's a thousand-page book, you guys. It's a blessing to have this man on our staff. Someone say amen. amen. So they would work together. They would work together. But Matt would be the senior pastor. So what are we talking about when we talk about what kind of transition this actually looks like. So let me talk about that for a minute. I don't have the authority to appoint the next senior pastor. I have the authority as senior pastor to hire anybody on the staff, anybody at all. And I don't need anyone's approval to do that. That's just part of my role. But I can't appoint my successor. Neither can the board. That responsibility belongs to the members of Blackhawk Church. According to our bylaws, it takes a three-quarters majority of the members who are present, no absentee voting, at a congregational business meeting to appoint the next senior pastor. What we are uh, proposing is that uh, there will be a period of time where people can pray and ask questions about this uh, move. But only members can vote. 
And we know that's a minority. So we have about 1,000 members, and that's a, a fraction of our church. So if you want to know more about membership, you can go online or go to one of the connection centers at your site uh, or at your venue, and you can ask more questions uh, there. Here's part of the process. We'll have three meet and greets. We'll have them one at each different site on different uh, days. You do not have to go to all three. Be, we'll try to make them identical, although obviously the questions from the floor uh, will change. I'll be there. Matt will be there. Charles will be there. And our board chair, John Smalling, will be there. And other elders will be there uh, also. Then let's see the next slide. Then on Sunday, March the 8th, uh, I hereby am calling a congregational uh, meeting. And then it will be here at Brader Way. And again, only members vote. Everyone's welcome to attend, but only members make the decision. And then the next uh, slide. Upon member approval, Matt would be mentored by me for a 15-month period. And then Matt would become the senior pastor on July 1st, 2021. The Board of Elders and the leadership did not want to presume upon the congregation. I don't actually have the authority to invite him in to the cockpit. That belongs to the members. We didn't want to presume upon you. We're telling you we think it's a great idea, but you have to make that decision. Once you decide, he'll sit in the co-pilot seat. You guys, make, Does that make sense? So I'm not actually out of here until July 1st, 2021. Let's see, how many days would that be? Oh, that's 528 days from now, you guys, <laughs> if anybody's counting. So I got one of those apps on my phone. It's a countdown app right now, so I'm kind of uh, using uh, that app. So it's, it's a pro what you need to hear, you guys, is this is all a process, and we've tried to think and pray this out, and it's gone over a long period of time. So some of you are asking, what's going to happen uh, to Chris and Becky? What's next uh, for us? Well, uh, uh, by God's grace, we plan uh, right now to stay in uh, Madison because uh, we have this uh, grandson named Silas. And uh, we just love that little guy. He's uh, just turned three years old. The other uh, day, uh, Silas was playing with his best friend at our house. His best friend is my wife, his grandmother. And when they play, they make a lot of noise. And they were making a lot of noise downstairs. And uh, as they were playing and making all this noise, Silas looks at his grandmother and goes, shh, grandpa upstairs studying. His perception of me is that I'm always studying upstairs. I mean to change that. I mean to change that. We want to spend more time uh, with him. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> makes, makes us happen and makes his uh, mom and dad happy, uh, that's for sure. I love that little guy. So um, we don't have a definite next. I don't have a job I'm going to. I, don't, I have things that I'm thinking about and possibilities, but there's nothing uh, definite right now for us. Matt and the Board of Elders have talked with me about the idea of being Pastor Emeritus and that I would play some role here at Blackhawk Church. But uh, we've never done that at Blackhawk Church. We're looking around the country at places that have done that well. Uh, but listen, you guys, 
these kinds of transitions, when they don't work, they don't work because of who? Me, the senior leader. When the senior leader does not want to give up power and authority, these kinds of things don't work. You guys get that? So for a period of six months, starting July 1st, my wife and I will have nothing to do with Blackhawk Church. We'll turn in my fob and I won't come here at any, any, for anything. We have to be separated. You guys follow why I'm doing that? Because things change, you guys, and the senior leader has to be okay with that and let things change. Even though the new team may do things that I wouldn't necessarily do. And I know Matt's going to make some decisions that I'm going to think, really? I can tell you one of those right now. <laughs> 528 days from now, you will never see this slide at Blackhawk again. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's a mass rebellion. <laughs> because Matt Metzger is a fan of this team. Yeah, yeah. How many of you want to see the transition happen like right away? <laughs> this spring, you guys, you're going to get the announcement all over again. So there you go. So visitors right now are going, what's going on? What's happening right now? Some of you are saying to yourself, man, he looks pretty happy. <laughs> so, well, I kind of am actually. Uh, because we're finally letting the cat out of the bag here, you guys. This has been a process where only a small number of people have known about this for a long time. So secrets are sick, you guys. It's just good to get this out uh, in the open. We had Matt and Rachel over to our house last May, you guys. And then I approached Charles in June. The board wanted to give these guys all summer, all the way through the fall to Thanksgiving, to make a decision. It's a big decision for these families, you guys. Lord willing, they'll end their careers here in Madison. So it's a huge decision. So we let them have all summer, but it didn't take them all summer. On August 13th, both Matt and Charles came into my office and said, we're in. And I'm like, awesome. And then I started to broaden the circle a little bit with key leaders then who would know. And then we knew that the building at Fitchburg would be finished, so we wanted to do that. And then there was Christmas, so we asked ourselves the question, what's the first day that the UW students are coming back to Blackhawk for church? And it's January 19th. That's why we're making the announcement today. We are a university community church, and we love uh, the students that come here. So this is happening, we feel, you guys, as a result of prayer because of God's grace, not because we're real smart people. I love that quote from George Brader in the video. He said this, we had no idea what we were getting into. George Brader is the first person from Blackhawk Church I ever talked to. He phoned me when I lived in Shreveport. He's the first person that I ever met. He picked me up at Mitchell Field in Milwaukee and brought me here in 1994. Love that man. And what he said is so true. My wife and I had no idea what we were getting into and we said yes to this church. No idea. And Matt Metzger has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Can't back out now, buddy. 
Charles, you has no idea what he's getting into. And I think that's good. Because when we have no idea what we're getting into, it changes our posture. From an arrogant grip of control to one of humility on our knees, praying to God. Blackhawk Church has had a great past, not because we're a bunch of smart people, not because we deserve it, but because of God's grace. We're experiencing a wonderful presence now because of God's grace. And in the future, as long as the leadership stays humble, as long as Christ is the center, and as long as the gospel is our message that we proclaim, if God so wills because of his grace, the future is bright. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. Even as I talk about your grace up here, I, I just can't fathom it. We are people who become the center of our lives in our plans for our families, our businesses. There's something about us that just moves ourselves to the center, and we ask your forgiveness for that. We pray, Father, that you would help us as individuals and as families to move towards Christ as the center and to realize that our relationship with Christ is only because of your grace, not because we deserve it, but because of your grace. And we pray, Father, that you would bless this church, bless the new leaders, so that we could reach this community with the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray this for the sake of this church and for the sake of Christ and his reputation, all God's people said.